good. Hey, hey. Yes. Yes. Let's do that again. Let's do that. Just joking. It is good to be with you guys. Well, you look good. You look good. You smell good, some of you. It's awesome to see you guys here. But, 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 we've got to give it up for those of you guys who are not. Oh, what's up, Loft? Hey, hey. Make some noise. Nice. We got people joining us online as well. So can we just give them a shout out as well? What's up? Online community. So glad you're here. You're here. If you're in the tent, glad you're here as well. Man, it's good to be back. I'll tell you what, though. I was low-key nervous, anxious, all the feelings uh, for this Sunday. Here's why. Because I'm like, what do I, um, what do I talk about? What do I talk about? And, and I, had, I had an idea. And I had an idea of like, okay, I think I'm going to talk about this. And then I went to the gym, okay? Now, I'm saying, I'm talking about the story is because the owner of the gym, Jason and Amy, are sitting right here, okay? So I'm just going to pick on him a little bit. So I walk in, and he was like, hey. Now, I say that because he does talk like that. Don't you? Say something, Jason. Say, say, say. What's up? Yeah. So he goes, you ready for Sunday? I'm like, uh, you gonna, wh- what are you going to talk about? I'm like, uh, well, I was going to talk about this. But he was like, it's going to be good, isn't it? It's going to be. He hyped me up, and then he doesn't know this. The whole workout, I'm like, what am I going to talk about? It's got to be good. I'll talk about God, but that's, I got to get something bigger. I got to talk about something bigger. I don't know. I don't know. But I'll tell you what, though, I am, I am excited that you're here. Um, and I do believe that we need to talk about something. The world has definitely, definitely changed. Uh, so let me start by saying, glad you're here. I do want to, before we move on, thank the volunteers. Like, seriously, the band and everybody else. Let's give it up for them. They have been amazing. Thank you so much. And they're also so excited that you're all going to join the team today. Yeah, yeah. Because you're here. You're here. And uh, you're joining the team. Uh, Kristen will give you the details. Seriously. Okay. Okay. Uh, but uh, glad you're here. So what are we going to talk about today? I started a series two weeks ago talking about this idea of getting yourself together, right? And I actually put getting your shift together, which was S it was for spirituality, H is for like holistic health, and F was financially. So we thought it was cute. You know, get your shift together. I know Christian cheese is the best kind of cheese. Okay? It is what it is. Okay. But so last week I talked about the financial stuff. This morning I want to talk about your health. And to, for some of you guys are like, seriously? Out of all the things you could have talked about, you want to talk about your health? Here's why I want to talk about your, about your health. I want to talk about your health. Because um, you know and I know that there is an undeniable connection to your spirituality, to your physical health. In fact, in fact, I think your spiritual ambition is connected to your, sp- your physical condition. And you might think, oh, I don't, I'm not quite sure about that. It is so true. Let me just be honest here, okay? If you go back and look at some people you follow, and you look at their fact that they lost, like, say, 30 pounds or something, oh, my goodness. They, they have had a breakthrough in their life. They're posting all kinds of things. If someone has been healed of something, they post all kinds of things. If someone's lost 100 pounds, they've had a born-again experience. They talk about it. Like, I know people that post all kinds of things on their, like, when they work out. I'm like, could you imagine if you posted all about, just read the Bible. Oh, my goodness, look at this. Like, no one does that. Why? Because there's something connected um, to our spirituality, and it's the physical body we live in. That's why sometimes, sometimes you know this, is that 
when you feel bad and you kind of look bad or you just you, 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 holistically, even your emotions are bad, you don't want to pray. And so this morning when I'm talking to you and, and, and everybody that I'm talking to in every kind of room or situation, I'm thinking that there's some of us during this uh, quarantine, you've grown in your faith. Others of you, you can't even spell Jesus anymore. I mean, like, let's just be honest. Some of you guys are like, I haven't read the Bible. I'm just glad, dude, because I need you to talk to me about something. Because some of us have kind of lost our way in a sense. And we've let it go. We've let ourselves go. And I'm going to tell you, some of you, you've done that also with your health. You've let yourself go. And it's affecting not just your spirituality, but also affecting your family life. And so this morning, I think it's a very important conversation. And in fact, I want to make it not a, not, a, not a spiritual conversation. I want to remind you that there is an undeniable connection to your physical health, to your spiritual health. It, you cannot, you cannot avoid it. You cannot avoid it. So let's do this. Let me pray for us. And uh, let's just see what God speaks to us and tells us this morning. Let's pray. Lord God, thank you so much for this morning. Thank you, God, that we're here. We're having a conversation about who you are and what you're going to do in our lives. I thank you, God, that you are going to be able to speak to us in a way that, uh, Father, that for some of us we have not heard in quite a while. But God, I know, I know, I know, God, that you are going to speak. And so I say, God, just have your way with us. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Okay, if you have your Bibles, if you got your phone, if you got a Bible app, grab that. Let me read you first, uh, third John, actually. There are three. Third John, verse, uh, chapter 20, verses 1 and 2, it says this. Dear friends, I pray... I pray, this is John talking, he's talking to his people. He says, dear friends, I pray that you may enjoy, enjoy, help me out, what does it say? Enjoy what? Good health, and that, your, that all may go well with you, even as your what? Soul is getting along well. He's connecting it. This is not the only passage. You know and I know that when Jesus um, uh, interacted with people, he, he all, he, always began the conversation fulfilling their physical needs. That's why there's so many stories of Jesus always healing the physical body. Now, why would Jesus heal the physical body knowing that this is not, that, that we're not, we're not going to, that the physical body is just for a, a breath in a sense. It's not going to last forever. But his miracles, all the things that he did, he fed people, he allowed people to experience amazing things physically. Why did he do that? Why does Jesus heal people who are going to die? Because there's something about the life you're living right now, and it's connected to your physical, holistic uh, body, body, soul, and mind existence that's so important right now. And so we have to understand there is no way you can move away from that. And so what it seems like to me, it seems like to me is, is that so many of us understand that, and you might even say, Naomi, you're right. You're right. So I'm really waiting for something to change, and I'm hoping something changes. And I'm with you. I get that. For some of us, it's a harder conversation to have when it comes to, like, your health. Because some of us are kind of wired up to, like, just, just do a lot of things, you know? And so we don't have, like, in a sense, a, an issue with exercising, or some of us were just born hyperactive. Anybody? Okay. Okay. All right. All right. Nice, nice, yeah, two, that's good, it's a good sign, it's a good sign. But for others of us, it's just a, it's a, it's a drag. I get that, I, I understand that. 
And so some of us, we go, ah, I'm just waiting on something to change in my life. I'm waiting for something. And guys, friends, you know this. Come on, come on. This, 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 this world we're living in, it's bananas. The stuff that's going on, 2020, hello. I mean, I, I've, I've compared this to an ang- angry ex, ex-wife, ex-husband, ex-boyfriend. Like, th- it's out for blood. Like, it's, 2020 is going to become a cuss word. I mean, it's just going to happen. It's just, just going to happen. So I get it that we're living in a world that you're like, oh, man, everything else is falling apart too. I'm not going to, I don't know if I can get my health together. But you see, you, you, you have to. And, and for some of you, you're waiting for some things to change. And we are waiting for some things to change. But by the way, just let you know, the next couple of months or weeks is going to be, holy moly, it's going to be intense. So my first thing is, is don't, don't, don't wait for something to change. In fact, if when you and I wait for something to change, here's what we're doing, and I want you to move away from this. Here's what we do when it comes to our health, uh, health holistically. I'm not just talking about your physical body. I'm talking about your psychological self as well. Here's what we do. We, we, we think of the word rescue, and we apply the word rescue in our lives. What that means is, is that we end up, end up needing to be rescued when it comes to our healing. And you might think, oh, I'm not quite sure I do that. Oh, well, let's just think about it. Because I, I know that I've kind of fallen into that. I'm, I'm assuming you have a little bit as well. Here's what, what I mean by that. You, 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 you're waiting for to, uh, to something to rescue you. You're waiting for a pill to rescue you. You're waiting for a, 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 like a procedure maybe, a surgical procedure to, to rescue you. You're waiting, for, um, you're waiting for a diet to rescue you. You're waiting for something to rescue you. You're waiting for the right season in your life to rescue you out of this. Because when things get better, I'll get better. And see, the, the problem is that actually that idea is so rampant in church world, in uh, church folk, or in Christianity or followers of Jesus. Because we have, you've heard the word rescue, and we sing songs about it, and we love the word rescue. The problem is, I'm not quite sure that is the complete message of Jesus. I don't think he's saying, okay, here's what I want you to do. I need you to realize that you need to be rescued. You need to live your whole life in that posture that you need to be rescued. See, friends, if when we read When we read the scriptures, it seems like Jesus does not want us to be in this posture of always needing to be rescued. In fact, I think there's a different kind of posture. He wants us to to, to understand that that there's something inside of us he wants to release in us versus rescue us from something. Let me read you a passage of scripture here. You might have heard it before. You might have heard it before. And it's one that, that I think it's misunderstood sometimes. This is John 16. This is Jesus. He says this. I have told you. All this that you may have peace in me. Here on earth you will have many what? Trials and sorrows. But what? Take heart because I have overcome the world. Now if you've heard this before, you have an interpretation of what this means. Hey, it's going to be okay. Translate. That's it. It's going to be okay. Let's just stop right here. Let's just stop right here. This, this, this might even sound like, you know, uh, I don't know, um, heretical. But let me just ask you something. Do you, if, if, if God's job is to stop uh, and make things good, all the things that are bad in this world, if God's job is to rescue us and heal us and save us from so many things that are happening in this world, if that is God's job, 
Let's have a performance review. I mean, this is stuff that you don't talk about in church, but if, if God's job was to stop everything that was bad, God should get fired. I mean, duck his pay, something. He's not getting a bonus. Or could it be possible when you read this, the scripture is actually saying it is not God's job to stop all the things that are bad and turn them to good. But you're like, no, 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 no. I have all kinds of verses. I've heard all the kinds of things. I've all kinds. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's not his job. Maybe his job is that he says here, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He says, my job is not to stop. Because if that is, I'm doing a terrible job. My job is to give you the power to overcome. You see, I'm not going to stop all the trials and troubles. That's not my job. That's not what I do. And see, so many people don't believe in God. Why? Because they, if God existed, why is what? All the bad things happening. We have thought that it's God's job to fix everything. And here's why. We, we're waiting for God to fix our health. We're waiting for God to, to rescue us from our disease. We're waiting for God to rescue us from our, our, our frustration and our, our, our funk that we've gotten ourselves from. We're waiting for God to just kind of do something that we stop um, using food as a way to compensate and to cover up things. We're waiting on God. And friends, I'm just afraid that you just might be waiting for a while, maybe forever. You see, God doesn't want us to think that we need to be rescued from everything. He wants to release everything inside of us. Could it be possible that that is what the scriptures are saying? Saying, hey, 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 just know this. This peace I want to give you, this peace I want to give you, I want, I want you to know that I have overcome the world in such a way that I can guarantee you this peace. And so you have to move from this needing to be rescued from everything and allowing God to release everything in you. The possibility of that. Let me, let's look at another passage of scripture, 1 Corinthians 6, it says this, do not, and this is another one, by the way, this is another one that if you've read this before, you've never connected your like, like physical exercise or weight and, or health, you, you've probably connected something else, we'll get to it, let me read it to you. It says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own you were bought by a price, therefore honor God with your bodies. Anybody, raise of hands, I know this is, like, let, how many people have ever heard that passage before? Anybody? Yeah, we have, we have, yeah. Okay, I will guarantee you the first thing you think of is uh, sexual sin. Okay, we got some takers right there, right there, right? I love this church. They're like, yeah, sex, sign me up, yes, yes, yes. Love it. Yeah, every time we've heard this passage of scripture, it's always about Stop it. Uh -huh. You know Jesus sees you. Okay, first of all, stop that nonsense, okay? Jesus sees me doing everything, okay? Now, could it be possible, though, that there's more to this passage? Could, could it be possible that he's saying that, hey, 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 I, I want you to understand that there is something wrong about, like, people who use this passage of Scripture who actually talk about this making it all about a sexual sin, are actually preaching it while they're, act they're actually sinning because they're not even healthy themselves. 
Like they're not holistically healthy. They're not healthy body, soul, and, but they're, tell, they're pointing out certain things. See, we have to move away from understanding that the scriptures are just like, they're just like two-dimensional. There's so much more to the scriptures. Here, what he's talking about is, he's saying, hey, do you not understand that there's an undeniable connection towards your, connected to your body and your spirit? And that there, there is a, there is something inside of you that is so precious and so important that your flesh actually matters. You see, we've heard it. Flesh is bad. Spirit is what? Good. Flesh is bad. Spirit is good. Flesh wants to do all the fleshly things, and spirit wants to do all the singing. Like, that's what we really thought, and we believed. But here, he's saying, no, 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 There's something so beautiful and so profound about your physical body. That's why Jesus healed it. He fed it. He nurtured it. And he resurrects it. It's important. It's connected. And if you and I understand that, we will move away from thinking, no, 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 we just have to, it's all just talking about just the bad things. No, no, he's talking about the undeniable things. And here's the two major things this passage of Scripture tells us. Okay? First of all, he says, do you not know? Basically, he's saying, you need to, number one, recognize you need to recognize. You need to recognize what your body, uh, how important it is. It is the temple of God's spirit. He chooses to live in it and use it. It's important. Like I said, he fed it. He healed it. He resurrects it. It's important. And what does he say? He's saying, it's like, I want you to recognize. Recognize. What does that mean? In a really practical things, way, he wants us to recognize that where we are, where we are in life is possibly not where we want to be. Okay, I'm kind of beating around the bush. Let me just be super clear. Recognizing means having the courage to get on the scale. Anybody love to get on the scale? No. The getting on the scale is not just the, 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 the real, actual, realistic scale. It's the scale. It's, it's the way you measure. See, I don't like taking tests. I just don't. There are some people who are really good at taking tests. Anybody just good at taking tests? Okay, sir, or you, you can leave. You can, you can leave. You know what I'm like, like, I'm not good at taking tests. I'm not good at tests. I don't like tests because I would rather just feel that I know stuff. I don't need someone to tell me I don't. Does that make sense? Like, I don't need to... Why would I need that kind of pressure in my life? You know, like, I don't need that. I just need to feel it. I feel like I know. I feel like I'm smart. Good. You want to take a test? No, I don't. I don't. Like, it's like some of you. I feel like I'm in shape. I'm not going to do anything. I'm just, I feel like I'm in shape. I feel I could do this. You want to try it? No, I just feel like I could do this. And as followers of Jesus, Christian people, we just, you know, religious people, we just love to feel. And I'm all about feeling stuff. But it's, 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 it's courage to get on the scale. The problem is you have two scales. You have the, the, the idea of how you measure stuff, stuff that's internal, and then there's an external one. And what I'm saying is get, have the courage to step on the, ex, no, the external scale, which means just find out where you are. Yeah, you go get 
tested, go to the dentist. I literally have a friend that the family had to knock unconscious, like didn't hit him, but they drugged him. I'm not even joking. I have weird friends, yes. It's another topic. He's, um, he's 50, he's 50 years old. He hasn't gone to a dentist for 25 years. And his brother was like, man, we have to drug it. We have to do, his, his, his teeth are rotting, but he has this fear. Oh yeah, he cannot go in. Some of us have this fear of like not being able to go in. See, there's an internal scale that tells us, no, 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 that you measure yourself with. Okay, that is a different conversation. I'm talking about having the courage to get on the realistic scale and say, I'm going to go get tested. I'm going to go find out what my health is. I'm going to find out where I am. Where are you really? See, if we don't have the courage to go, you know what? I'm not right right now. Then that's the first step to getting healing. You know this. We know this. The first thing to go, hey, this is where I am. Like, let's get, every, let's get tested. Let's, let's find out what's going on. Do you, friends, you know, you have to know this. Sometimes something you're doing or something you're eating or something that's affecting you chemically is actually affecting you spiritually. That's why some of you guys are like, I don't want to pray. I don't want to pray. I don't want to pray. It's not because you're not spiritual. It's because chemically your body is complicated. And friends, we have to have the courage to go, okay, what is the test? What is the scale? I have to get on and just face the facts. Friends, it will save your life. It will save your life and it will save your relationships and it will magnify your relationship with God if you just get the courage to do this. So number one is recognize. Number two is reclaim. I love that word. Love that word. We, we want to reclaim the message and movement of Jesus here. But reclaim, what does that mean? You have to commit to the process. If the first one is courage to step on a scale, this next idea is to commit to the process. Here's the thing with the process, okay? I don't like processes. I don't mind hard work. I don't mind hard work. I want it hard and fast. Let's do it. Let's do it. But if you say, let's, let's commit to the process, I'm like, <laughs> You know why? Because the process is no fun. It's the same thing again and again and again. I'm like, no, no, no. That's why, that's why, how many of you, okay, let's just be honest here, okay, how many of you would just work harder but want to eat whatever you want to eat? Come on. Okay, so, okay. You know lying is still a sin. It's still a sin. I know COVID has happened and all that, but it's, it's, that's still. Okay, let's just see. How many of you would just rather just work harder and not eat whatever you want to eat? How many of you guys work out just so you can eat whatever you want to eat? Can I get an Amen. So true, so true. I'm, and you know, have you ever got, have you gotten some weird um, habits, eating habits during COVID, anybody? Okay, I didn't, eat, I didn't eat like tortilla chips before. You know, I was a sweet, like sweet dessert guy. I do not ask Ashley, uh, but I have gone through a whole bag of tortilla chips. Not a mini, not to go. Like a, I just, I just, I'm just, chips are, is my thing right now. I don't know what it is. Is it frustration? But breaking things? I don't know what it is. I'm just eating it. And here's what I'm saying. I'm just going to work harder. I'm just going to work harder. I'll put in some extra time. 
Okay, Jason won't let me go. You know, I'll, I'll do whatever I want to do. I'll do more. I'll do more. I'll stay there for three hours as long as I can eat three bags of chips. Hello. The problem is that's not healthy. Say it with me. That's not healthy. So you have to commit to the process. Not just the work, you have to commit to the process. So if you want to reclaim your lives, for some of us, our habits, we have to commit to the process. So what is the process you're going to change today? What is the thing you're going to have the courage to step on or into today? What do you need to do? And here, what hangs in the balance, friends? Because for some of you, your marriage hangs in the balance. Come on, man, you know this. You know this. You know this. You're like, you've got patterns. I get it. It's so much stress in the world. There's so much things going on. There's so much hate. There's so much division. There's so much, oh my gosh, what are we going to do? I mean, I, I mean there have been times in, uh, during this time, I'm like, I don't want to pray. I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want to do anything but eat chips and watch Netflix. Can I get an amen, anybody? I just do. And that's it. And I'm a professional prayer. I get paid to pray. <laughs> I'm not even doing my job. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to do any of this. And then I don't want to do anything. Why is it that when depression hits, the first thing it does is you don't want to do anything? Because it's connected. So could it be possible that you're... Your soul hangs in the balance. What, what did John say? I pray that you may be in good health and that your soul will be healthy as well. He said, I pray because they're always connected. What hangs in the balance? For some of you, you're like, nah, 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 here's what I need to do. I just need to get my spiritual life right and then everything's going to be right, which I get it. We talked about getting, getting it together spiritually. I get that. Man, man, but I, I got to tell you, I got to tell you, there's a holistic thing. Even Jesus, when he healed someone, right, when he, looked, uh, when he looked at someone and he wanted to heal them, you know what he would say? Your sins are forgiven. And they were like, no, 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 but he needs a physical healing. He, and then Jesus would say, it's the same thing. Because the word saved is the word sozo, which means holistic. It's always connected. So that's why your spirituality doesn't move forward if your body, soul, and spirit are not moving towards it. So I'm so glad you're here for, because for some of you, this is, the, this is like, okay, we're changing the game for our, uh, for our family. We're getting back into it. We're getting back into it. Love it. I'm so glad you're doing it. But I need you to commit. I need you to think through. I need you to really process what does it look like for you to get in the game because uh, you got to commit to a process. You got to move from this idea of being being um, rescued to allowing God to release something in you. Because I'll tell you something, He's convinced of that. He wants to continually release something in you. You might not even like it. And He's the God who judges, but He's the God who judges you based on your potential. I mean, if you don't believe this, uh, let me read you a passage of scripture. The first time I read the scripture, I wanted to fight the Bible, like. Like, have you ever read a scripture that it's not like you I wonder what that is. That's not what the feeling you get. You read it and you go, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I believe it. No, it's not that feeling. You read it and you go, calm down. <laughs> like, it's, 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 it's one of those that goes, bro, back off. I mean, really? Really? Let me read you. And then you, you, you decide, okay? You decide if, 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 if that 
the same feeling you get, okay? So Jeremiah 12. This is God talking to Jeremiah. I'm not even making, there's no, there, I'm not even hyping this up, okay? This, this is what it says. It says, if racing, this is where it starts off. It says, if racing against mere men, oh, let me just stop right here. So Jeremiah is complaining or talking about how it's so hard and life is hard and blah, 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 okay? So this is what God's response is. If racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? If you stumble and fall on open ground, how will you, uh, what will you do in the thicket near the Jordan? Let me read that again. If racing against mere men makes you tired, how will you race against horses? To which, frankly, I would say, I don't want to race horses. <laughs> Dance with wolves? Sure. Sure. I don't, I, that's, that, that was not my five-year plan. That's not my thing. Faster than a horse. No, I don't. I don't, I don't want to do that. No, I want to do that. I wonder what Jeremiah thought. Seriously? I just want you to say everything's going to be okay. God's saying, if, if this is wearing you out, then how will you? What is he saying? See, God is saying, I see something in you. You have to move from this posture of wanting to be rescued and allowing me to release something in you. I want to not rescue you from everything. I want to release everything inside of you. There is a potential. There is a, there is a calling. There is a purpose in you that's buried in there. And my goal is to get it out. So let me just look at you and go, if you're getting tired wearing this out, if this is messing you up, friend, you have the capacity to run with horses. So I'm, I'm just telling you, I love when people come up to me and they go, I just recently had this guy come up to me and he's like, man, I've lost 30 pounds. I, look, I mean, I feel great. I'm like, way to go. Way to go. That's awesome because I know it's going to affect his relationship and, with his kids. I know it's going to affect everything about his life. So friends, what if God's looking at your potential and going, I see there's so much more. I want to release it. I want to release it. So how do you do that? Well, you start with a conversation. You start with a conversation that says, hey, God, I'm, 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 I'm coming to you. I'm, 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 the first step is I'm, I'm committing to the process of you being in my life. I'm going to recognize what you're doing in my life. I'm going to recognize where I am spiritually. Some of you need to have the guts to go, you know what? I'm not good with God. It's okay. He's been good with you. You might have lost your faith during COVID. He has not. He still believes in you. You might go, I'm not quite sure if you exist. He goes, I know you exist and I'm watching you. Not to bust you. I'm watching you because I'm with you. Oh, I feel so far away. Far away from what? He's never left. If God leaves us, we cease to exist. Because as I am talking and as you are breathing in your masks, <laughs> okay, <laughs> the air you breathe is God. He's, everything was made through him and by him. He is life itself. So let's commit to coming back. Let's commit to recognize, hey, this is where I am. Courage to face the scale. Let's do that. And let's commit to what God wants to do 
in our lives. Next, next week, I'm talking about No Other Label, a series that I'm going to be doing leading up to this election because it's going to go bananas. It's just going to go crazy. And so I want you to commit to like, like tuning in if you have to, showing up if you have to, but let's commit to seeing what God does in our lives. Cool? Let me pray for us. Lord God, I thank you so much for this morning. I thank you, God, that what you want to do in us, what you want to do in us is so much greater than we could ever imagine. Father, I pray, I pray in Jesus' name, God, that you would allow us to to move from this place of wanting to be rescued and allow us to step into a place that, God, that you begin to release certain things in us. That, God, that we have the power to do that. The, the potential of releasing everything in us is it makes only the, it makes sense because when you say if you have faith you can say to this to go there and it'll go there if you if you ask anything in my name it seems like you're saying that there's a there's the expanse of the universe inside of us there's a potential that's never been tapped into and for some of us that we were living our lives just trapped or waiting for something to change and Father, I pray in Jesus' name that the, 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 the thing that's allowing us to just, that is not causing us to move past this point of our lives physically would break. That God, that we would have people around us, we would we have courageous conversations, we would do whatever it takes to move forward and to feel and know, God, that you're with us. But don't allow us to live a life untapped of everything that's inside of us. God, I pray for families here, for God, for generations that are watching this, that they would know early on, God, that when you come into their lives, it changes them physically, spiritually, and mentally. God, I pray you do a work Help us to reclaim what you've done in our lives. And thank you for this morning, God. Thank you for this morning, for the means to so many of us. We, we love you. We love you. In your name we pray. Amen.